1: Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Be a weird stretch where I think the Saints don't have a game on Sunday in, what, three weeks? I think, because I believe they have a game on Saturday coming up. Mike Detellier joins us now, WWL NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk. How you doing, Mike?
0: I'm good. Thank you, Tommy.
2: Tell me about, let's start before we get to the Saints, let's talk about LSU. I saw a tweet of yours. I think it was pretty accurate that it was a great season. And What I took away from the game is this. You can't judge a season by one game. I don't think you can. Right?
0: Correct. You judge it by the entire season. And so when you think about, you know, Brian taking over a little bit more than a year ago uh, today, and, you know, there's always attrition when you take over a a college team. People leaving, coming and going either early to the NFL uh, graduation or transfer portal, out of here. And that he was able to piece this together and get you to nine wins. <laughs> no one, absolutely no one would have thought that. I think even Brian Kelly uh, didn't think he would get to nine wins this year uh, in the during the regular season. So it's been a great ride. He's put the building blocks in place. And uh, the future is bright because this may be, the most least talented of the teams we're going to see over the next four years at LSU. And that's saying something.
2: It is. A couple of different questions here. First of all, Tulane, congratulations to them. Great season. Um, They came back, and I was flipping back and forth. I don't know if anybody else was with the LSU-Tulane games. They came back, and UCF came back, made it close, but then Tulane really pulled away and won the game in, in a nice way. Uh, Tulane and LSU play. Jaden Daniels is healthy. Tulane, both teams are healthy. Who's going to win?
0: LSU has more talent uh, than Tulane. They appear to be uh, bigger.
2: Just flipping back and forth, Mike, and you—you you do this for a living. They yeah. appear bigger, faster, stronger to me.
0: Yeah, uh, and so it would—it would be something to see uh, if you could get that fantasy type game. Mm-hmm. But LSU has more talent uh, overall than what Tulane does. Uh, bottom line. And I'm not uh, trying to take talent. anything
2: away from Tulane, please. Let's be clear. No, that. Uh, uh,
0: no put it to you this way, and because now they get a real test. You're going up against, if there's one player in college football, everybody sort of knows is Caleb Williams. Uh, now, Friday night, he got beat up pretty good after a real fast start, and they jumped all over Utah, and Utah jumped all over them. And basically knocked him out of a Final Four spot, but you're going up against USC, uh, who uh, they, they got a lot of talented uh, fast guys too on that USC team. It's a great test uh, for Tulane, and it and just sort of remember this: Barry Switzer told, man, this is years ago. LSU's playing Oklahoma for the national championship. Uh, We do in pregame, Buddy Deliberto and I, and and Switzer, makes the comment that the team you see in either late November early December that finishes the regular season or a conference championship game, you never see them again. They're either better or worse late December, early January. There's a lot of distractions that go on now within the next three you know, three and a half weeks with holiday season, got a lot of guys thinking about coming out early for the NFL draft. And this was even before the transfer portal mm-hmm. got kicked into place. So that team that ended the season in November and early December, you never see them again. They're either better or they're worse. Nothing stays the same in sports at that level. So, uh, I'm intrigued because that bowl game is almost, I don't know, if because of so many different things, and some players won't play because they are they made the decision, I'm coming out early for the NFL draft, so I'm not going to get in harm's way. Some guys now are leaving uh, because of the transfer portal. Now you're looking at different personnel on a team. So, it's different totally different than what you saw during the regular season. So is that the start of 2023 or is that a part of 2022? Mm-hmm. And so that's, and different coaches have different ideas on that, but it's, it's sort of a split decision on, on how it's handled because there will be some, and today is the first day you can get the transfer portal officially and leave a team. And some guys have already made that decision that they're coming out early for the NFL draft. Uh, I've, I've gotten notice from eight players so far. And, and the season, basically kind of regular season, conference championship game season just ended. It'll be a lot more than that. All
2: right, let's take a break. We'll pick it up here we come back. I was playing Name That Fight song uh, until I found out the text line wasn't working. Um, so, and I was also asking who people thought would win Tulane or LSU till I found out the text line wasn't working. So it was a good idea that fight song I played earlier was Auburn's by the way, in case you're wondering 621 traffic now, WWL 626 Tommy Tucker, WWL talking to Michael DeTelier, WWL NFL analyst, co-host of sports talk, the saints on Monday night football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike, for those of us that have been following the Saints, but perhaps not the NFL in general, and specifically the NFC South, how has uh, Tom Brady been doing since the Saints last played the, him and them in Week 2 in the Dome?
0: He hasn't been doing real well. In comparison to what we've seen in the past from Brady. Because he's you know he's the best that, that's ever taken a snap at center, uh, at quarterback. And so... I watched him closely when he played Cleveland uh, defensively, and man, late in the game, he's missing open receivers that you don't normally see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Their the running game—you about not like
2: been, wide open now, not threading a needle or anything.
0: Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not talking about pro open. I'm talking about they were high school open, yeah. Like and like, he missed them,
2: like against Air, almost competing, right?
0: Uh, and you could see his frustration. And, again, it's, it's a combination of he's not practicing as long and also too far the to time. And so you, you got that. And he doesn't have much of a running game, hasn't had it most of the year, other than game one uh, when Fournette went off against the Cowboys. So he's struggling there, and the offensive line is not real good. Three new pieces along the offensive line right up the middle. And so you can see where all this is starting. He's not a, never been a movement guy, and, and that's not his forte. But he hasn't played as well as we've seen in the past. And they, they don't stretch the field uh, much uh, with big plays. And that's something that he had always sort of uh, made a living on, uh, hitting a big play from time to time. And he doesn't have Gronkowski this year. Mm -hmm. And I think he's really missing that one huge piece that he could count on. Third and seven, you know, Gronk would get him nine yards, ten yards, move the chains. Doesn't have that this year, a guy that he can really count on. So he has really struggled. And you can sort of hear it in his voice more than anything. And I listen well to players and coaches because I think that's where you hear it. Uh, and, and how they speak, and he's really struggled. And the NFC South, if people ask me, has there ever been another year like this? You can remember. And in 2014, um, the Carolina Panthers won the NFC South with a 7-8-1 and one record. The Saints were 7-9 and nine that year. Uh-huh. But Carolina won it with a 7-8-1 and one mark. And they won the last four games to win the NFC South. So Hmm. uh, it's been, other than that year, uh, in in the NFC South in particular now, I don't remember or recall another season like this where, you know, everybody's sort of just trying to find some sort of traction. And one team's going to come out of it, only one, uh, to get into the uh, playoffs but um man, it has been a struggle for four. It really really has for four of them. they haven't been able to piece sort of back-to-back games where you can put wins together. But I suspect somebody will. Somebody will along the way. If not it, you it know did what? happened in in 2014.
2: Then why not us? Right? Cuz let me come back. Let me take a break. When we come back. We'll talk about this at the beginning of the season. This buy seemed terrible. The Saints had a say in that. They could have had it after the London game. They didn't want it then. But now it seems like, you know what? Maybe if you can beat Tampa Bay and get a week to get some people healthier here, eh, maybe you can make a run. We'll see. I think they're capable of it. We'll talk to Mike more when we come back. Right now it's time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Enozan. 6.45, game day here on WWL, quarter till 7. Saints taking on the Buccaneers, key matchup in Monday night football. Our coverage starts at 3, first take, Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, 5 o'clock, Bobby Bear, Christian, and Mike Detillier for the Bud Light countdown to kickoff. Game time, 7.15, Deuce and Haas. Then after the game, you can sound off with the Cajun Cannon, Saints, Bucks Monday night football. Turn down your TV sync up to the home team on WWL and always live in the free Odyssey app. Just say Google or Alexa. Play WWL. So, Mike, Pittsburgh beat Atlanta yesterday, which was good. Reminiscent kind of of the Saints game in a way, the way they kind of clinched it at the end. Not exactly, but close. So, you look at the division standings. If the, For people that have not been following it, the Saints are a half a game. No, if the Saints win, they will be a half a they have a game behind now. Tell us, Mike, where we stand.
0: Well, because of the fact the Bucks have beat you yeah. uh, earlier in the season, uh that they have the advantage here. And then you have a bye week, but uh, don't get doesn't get any easier for the Buccaneers uh, on who's their schedule next. So, it, it's you got to be able to piece together a couple wins here in a row, which they haven't been able to do all year. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the key here. You have matched up well against the Bucs in the past. It doesn't matter if you're playing in Tampa or you're playing in New Orleans. You have matched up really well. Uh, offensively, the Bucks have struggled most of the season. They really have. They've had a difficult, difficult time. Uh, defensively, they've hung in there, but you can't ask your defense to bail you out week in, week out you you got to give them some help this gives the saints an opportunity here it really really does but we've said that all season long you got to take advantage of it now uh because that tick 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 of a clock means you're running out of time uh to do it uh you got an opportunity here no one in the NFC South has taken hold of of the division none of them <laughs> you you, you got to have it now. Uh, and you're starting at least to get a little healthier. And, and I think that's a big key down the stretch of it's not who you play, but when you play them. And if you can get your team healthy, you, you got a shot. But you got to be able to win. And tonight is so important because it's two for one. It's another NFC South team. And you play the Panthers and Falcons again uh, a little bit later on in the year.
2: Each team... In the NFC South has two division games left after tonight. Yep. Um, the Saints will have Atlanta, Cleveland, and Philadelphia. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have, um, by comparison, the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt yesterday. The Bengals, who beat the Chiefs yesterday. <laughs> the Cardinals and then um, the Panthers, I guess, right? And sure. the Falcons. So they can still, you know, the only th- here's the thing. I was talking to somebody about this on uh, Saturday, and it's like every time the Saints this season have had an opportunity, it seems as though they've blown it. But this time, I don't think they will. I think they're going to take care of business tonight. What do you think?
0: Listen, I've I got a great opportunity, and because you have had success in the past against them, it gives you that advantage. Really, the pressure's on the Bucs. It, it really is. Because, you know, they're the team most people think out of the NFC South, they're going to come out of it. The pressure's on them to win. And and they have struggled uh, immensely all year long, too, just like New Orleans. Listen, when you do shows in Atlanta or Carolina or Tampa Bay, it's like listening to sports talk here in New Orleans. It's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The exact same thoughts on what has went wrong with their team you hear that there. It's the mirror image of one another. you got to take advantage of that and put that W up. This point spread opened at 5.5. It's, it's went down to 3.5, and, and in some spots it's 3. So a lot of people with a lot of cash are betting on the Saints tonight. And I think a lot of that has to do not so much that you have confidence in either team, but you've played them extremely well. When you've had that opportunity.
2: Right,
0: let me take a quick break. And won a, a good portion of those games.
2: Quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what the Saints have to do in order to beat the Buccaneers tonight. Mike Atelier is our guest. 650 traffic now, WWL. 6.57, three minutes left till 7 o'clock. Mike Dettelier is with us. He'll be on this evening. Part of the pregame coverage is the Saints take on the Bucks Monday Night Football. Mike, what do the Saints have to do to seize this opportunity and beat the Buccaneers?
0: Don't turn the ball over, okay? First and foremost, uh, you can't turn the ball over. The first time you played them, the, the difference was a Mark Ingram fumble when you were ready to score. And then you had two late-game interceptions uh, thrown by Jameis Winston. Uh, other than that, uh, you had them. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't turn the ball over. And secondly, against the Bucks, it's always important. you got to stop the run. But it, it's all about harassing Tom Brady. It, it's all about making him uncomfortable in the pocket and getting off the field. Uh, now, here comes the issue. The Saints have only had two interceptions all year long. Two. Brady's only thrown two all year. So, uh, you know, get him off the field. Pressure. But, but you got to be able to come up with pressure. And he does a pretty good job avoiding sacks. I give it to him. He does a nice job of sidestepping. But don't turn the ball over and harass him, Brady. I think are the keys when you play the Buccaneers. Because when he's frustrated, you can tell the entire offense feels it, almost feels it from him.
2: And what about the Saints offensively, Mike? Will we run out of time?
0: Well, you got to have a semblance of a running game, even though the Bucks are pretty good against the run. you got to be able to run the ball a little bit. And uh, i got to throw a couple deep passes downfield. Antoine Winfield's been hurt. He's their all-pro safety. i got to test the deep part of the field and try to hit me some big plays. 12, 13-play drives. That's not going to work real well against this defense. So i got to throw the football deep. But it starts with having a semblance of a running game and winning in the trenches. Prediction? Listen, I think the Saints win this. Field goal, 2017, low-scoring game. I think they come out with a W.
2: I think so, too. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your time. We'll be listening this evening, okay?
0: All right, everybody. Thank you.
2: Appreciate it. Saints and Tom Brady taking it up tonight. Monday Night Football, game coverage here begins at 3 o'clock. First take with Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Then at 5 o'clock, you can join Bobby Aber, Christian, and Mike detelier for the Bud Light countdown to kickoff. Game time, seven fifteen. 15 Deuce and Haas, and after the game, sound off with the Cajun Cannon till the wee hours, Saints-Bucks prime time tonight. Turn down the TV, sync up the home team on WWL. And always live on the free Odyssey app, just say Google or Alexa, play WWL, and you can stream Saints games on your mobile phones, tablets, and mobile smarts and smart speakers, rather, from New Iberia to Pensacola, Macomb to the Gulf. Back in a flash, WWL.
1: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?